The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. We have a very interesting segment for you. We are, are celebrating National Women's History Month. And the theme is celebrating women of character, courage, and commitment. And what a better way to honor the extraordinary and often unrecognized determination and tenacity of women and the importance of writing women back into history than to learn about two sisters, Rina and Danka, who survived over three years in the Auschwitz death camp by committing to themselves love, compassion, and courage. And we're talking about the book, Rina's Promise. And Heather Dune McAdam is the biographer of the book, and she helps to honor the first women in Auschwitz. And also with us by phone is Sarah Cohen, the daughter of Rena Gellison. Uh, hello to, hello Heather. Hi, hi Patricia. And actually, uh, Sarah is Donka's daughter. Sylvia is Rena's daughter, and we're waiting for Sylvia to come online. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, the whole remembering of women, particularly during this time, and give us a little bit of background about some of the facts, Heather. Well, it is an extraordinary history. The, um, the first Jewish transport to Auschwitz, uh, the anniversary of that is March 26th, 73rd anniversary this coming month and and it is really the beginning of the systematic annihilation of um, European Jewry and the final solution and it began um, the final solution really began by targeting women um, and that is unfortunately sort of what Dr. John Roth and Carol Rittner say um, racism's logic is to uh, commit genocide uh, by targeting women first. And, um, and these were, uh, we had 998 girls and women, 50 of whom were teenagers. They were um, given up by their families who were told that uh, their daughters were going to go to a work camp and that that work would help the family. And uh, they ended up in Auschwitz. Nobody knew what Auschwitz was at that point. Uh, prior to that, it was Auschwitz was only a POW camp um, for Russian prisoners of war and Polish pres- prisoners. There were some Polish uh, Jewish men in the camp, but uh, there was no, um, you know, they had not begun transports of soul. Um, solely Jews, and 
Um, and this very first transport was women. In fact, the first four transports to Auschwitz, except for one out of France, were all young women. And within uh, two weeks, there were over 4,000 women uh, in Auschwitz. And, and you, know, you know what's interesting about that, Heather, is we don't hear about that. We I mean, don't. That's not something that I knew. And I know a lot about the Holocaust. I did not know that specifically about women. Um, do you think these stories have been marginalized by historians, Holocaust, other Holocaust historians, or maybe male historians? I do. And, um, you know, it is, uh, you know, most of our famous Holocaust memoirists are intellectual men, um, and they are well-educated, and, um, and they sort of own what we might call the Holocaust industry. Um, and I, you know, I, I am actually shocked to say this, but there is a um, book that is called The Holocaust Chronicle that has a diary of, you know, from Kristinak on through. And, um, and they mention the first transport in that on March 26, 1942. But they don't say that it was almost 1,000 girls and women. There's no mention of it, and um, and it's extraordinary to me that um, that women are uh, pretty much overlooked by um, Holocaust history, and uh, and I must admit I've had some arguments <laughs> with fairly important people on on why that is the case, and um, and you know nobody wants to admit that um, that it is. Uh, gender bias, um, but I truly believe that is the case, and I think that's why it's so important for us to make sure that young women know this today, and I will say with what's going on in the world, with ISIS and um, and the young girls in Nigeria, you know, women are still targets of genocide, and, um, and that is why this history is so essential, because we need to know that um, things haven't changed, and we do have to change them. Yeah. All right, well, we're joined now by two daughters of the two sisters. Uh, this is Rena's Promises, the book, A Story of Sisters in Auschwitz, and Sarah Cohen is Danka's daughter, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sylvia Lanier is Rena's daughter. So Hello. The, Two sisters, <laughs> Sylvia and Sarah, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Now, Thank you very much ask, for having us. Yeah, I, I want to ask you both this question. I, I knew your mother because I, I did one of the first interviews with her on television over 20 years ago. And uh, it left quite a, she was an amazing woman and such a positive, wonderful woman. And I want to ask you the lessons that you learned about being a woman from your mother, from your mother's. So let's start with Sylvia about Rena. Well, I I always say to people, I trained at Rena's feet. <laughs> they mm-hmm. wonder why I'm so strong. And um, there have been a lot of times in my life where I've really had to fend for myself and uh, become successful in business and then as a teacher and then go through some of life's uh, heartaches and hardships. And uh, I always feel that I have a lot of the, the strength that I do because my mother was such a, a strong influence and a role model for me. And you recently lost your husband, I understand. Yes, that's one of the heartaches that I was uh, referring to. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what do you think she taught you? I mean, was it courage? Was it strength? Was it staying positive in tough times? I, I think it was courage and strength. 
um, the staying positive, um, you know, I'm not so sure I got that, you know, from my mother alone. That's something that I believe in as a person and over the years believe in more and more, that you are your own reality. And if you look at things in a positive light, and no matter how dark the time is that you're going through, that you find something that you learn from it, then life will have more uh, positive uh, things for you. And that's the way I'm looking at it now. Uh, The loss of my husband was one of the biggest, uh, was the biggest um, heartache in my life. And I'm still recovering from it. But all of my friends and family and even readers of my mother's book, so many people came forward to show their love that I really feel that I wouldn't have been as open to understanding what they had to offer if I wasn't so vulnerable from losing my husband. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Mm, yeah, and, and and your mother, you know, when you talk about the book, your mother's book, she's probably watching over you now. Right. Bring <laughs> you these people. All right, and, and um, Sarah, I know you're Donka's daughter. I, I never met Donka, your mother. I met your aunt, Rena. And mm-hmm. she was, you know, so protective of Danka. What did you learn from your mother about being a strong woman? I think um, the strength that you get from your family and from your friends, um, the family unit became like one of the most positive motivations for my mother to continue her life. Having children was the biggest blessing for her after what she had gone through and uh, that was never lost on us as a family how important it is to keep going and uh, survive and just watching her do that and rebuild her life after what she had gone through was an extremely positive role model for me that no matter what she went through she continued on, and she appreciated the little things in life. She appreciated going for a walk and a beautiful day and all the wonderful things about life, and and that always stayed with me. Hmm. And Heather, you were the biographer. I mean, you, you relived the story, Rena's story, as she told it to you. What was your greatest teaching from Rena of Rena's Promise? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, I would say when I met Rena, um, we had both uh, lost our faith in um, a higher power or God, and um, she had really, um, you know, her experience had really been shattered um, for her, uh, for her, for Judaism, and um, she, you know, there's a moment in the book where she really loses her faith and 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 God, and and both of us came together um, and wrote the story, um, and and both of us came away feeling like uh, we were being looked at over again, and I remember talking with Rena about that, um, the the moment that is so powerful is is when she is um, in in Birkenau watching children go to the gas chamber and she prays that um, just one SS be, be smitten by God. She prays to God, please, you know, show us that you haven't forgotten us. And, and it doesn't happen. 
And, and then an SS woman comes up and spits in her face and says, where is your God now? Which is just, you know, so brutal and horrible. And, and, um, and she doesn't know. And when the book came out, um, we were holding the first edition and I called her and, and uh, we were, you know, separate, uh, both got in the mail the same day. And I called her and I said, I know it's a little bit late, Rena, but I think God has finally answered your prayer. And she said, I think you're right. And that was the first, she began to um, embrace her Jewish roots again after that. And um, she went to a Seder and um, she always went to a temple for Yom Kippur, but it was very difficult for her. Unlike Danka, who, um, you know, uh, Sarah was raised Orthodox and, um, and, or not Orthodox, right? You kept kosher though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um and so they both had a really different sort of perspective on uh on how this impacted them and um and and Rena that was a great gift for me uh, you know the quote that I will I carry with me always is Rena saying I do not hate to hate is to let Hitler win um you know wow <laughs> uh the other thing I remember from the story, and I'd love you to talk about this, is how when she um, when she escapes from Mengele's line and feels that her mother's hand protected her and she became invisible. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, it is um, it is one of these. Um, th- there's actually a book that talks about women's spiritual experiences in, in the Holocaust, and, and, and Rena and Danka are cited in that. Um, Rena felt like her mother was watching over her throughout Auschwitz, and, um, and sometimes I would ask her, you know, well, why do you think that happened, or why do you think, you know, why do you, you know how did you escape? the Mengele selection, how did you escape when they were looking for you that you'd been beaten up? And she said, oh, I felt my mother next to me. I felt mama next to me. And, you know, and I, um, God, you know, I, I am all with, I'm for that. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how else you explain it. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back with Heather Doom McAdam, and we're going to come back with Sarah Cohen and Sylvia Lanier, who are daughters of the two sisters from the book Rena's Promise, A Story of Sisters in Auschwitz. We'll be right back right here on Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. And we're on Voice America, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you are a dreamer aspiring to realize your dreams, join host Michael Friedlander for Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference. For Michael, to be a winner doesn't mean you must have finished first or must have great wealth, fame, and lots of toys. Instead, it means you must have realized your dreams without cheating or acting unethically. It means you must have made a difference for the better in the lives of those you've touched. Tune in to Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference, live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the -the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. 
Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Okay, Okay. we're going to have to go back on. Okay, we'll have to go back Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on America's Voice, which is voiceamerica.com. And we are talking about the book, Rena's Promise, a story of sisters in Auschwitz. We're also celebrating Women's History Month, where the new research on the first Jewish transport to Auschwitz was made up entirely of women. We are on the phone with Heather Dune McAdam, who is the biographer of the book, and the two daughters of the two sisters. Uh, Sarah Cohen, who is Danka's daughter, and Sylvia Lanier, who is Rena Gallison's daughter. So welcome back to all of you. Um, Thank Sarah you. Sarah and Sylvia, let's talk about the new book that's coming out, the, uh, the revised edition. Would ever like to go first? Well, I, I'm really, really excited about that, and I've got pictures of my mother all over my office, and I've got the list of, you know, the name of the survivors from the first transport of women, and it just, you know, brings everything back of what she did. Now that I'm older, I understand so much better what she was able to accomplish in um living through what she did and how important it was the story of love between my mother and her sister because that was really the reason that they stayed alive. And that's such a positive message for me that I've actually gone out to schools because I was a high school English teacher and I had to teach Holocaust studies and actually put together a presentation uh, based on love and survival and appreciation for what we have in this country uh, where, you know, the majority of people are able to have a meal and uh, have a lot of things that the rest of the world doesn't have. So it's really been a positive message for me to teach. And now with the new edition covering even more families that, um, you know, Heather and her extensive research has uncovered and made trips to Poland and uh, touch base with these people. It's like a huge family that we belong to and that we're honoring um, one another and and what our families went through. Yeah, um, we're very excited about this, particularly the new research that Heather has come up with. And when we did our Rena's Promise Vigil um, number two years ago, we were honored to read the names of the women who were on that transport because they've been largely forgotten, which as Patricia, you mentioned in, earlier in the show, that uh, we're writing women back into history, and that's part of our mission to do that. 
And the other part is to really educate people about uh, tolerance and love and the cohesiveness of humanity so that these kind of events don't occur in the future, which unfortunately they still are. But we're trying to do our little part to make people realize that we have more in common than we have differences, and I think that shows through the book. Uh, that it humanizes the two sisters. Everybody can relate to two sisters loving each other, coming from a loving family, having a wonderful relationship with the Gentile community that they grew up in, in the little town in Poland. And people really aren't all that different. So that's really the message, and we're trying to reach the younger people, uh, that that's our, our message of tolerance and love. And um, I'm hopeful that because we're coming out again uh, 20 years later, yes. that we will reach yet an even larger and new audience. Yeah, Heather, tell us about the renewal of the book, the new edition, how that came, to ha- how that came about. Well, it's so amazing. You know, it is, first it started with the Kindle edition um, because the book was 20 years old. We own digital rights and Kindle started and, um, and the family and I got together and uh, we released it on Kindle and it became an instant bestseller. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was wonderful. And it was on the uh, 70th anniversary of the first transport and I went to Auschwitz. I retraced the transport from Poprad, Slovakia, where it came from. The first transport came from. I went to Auschwitz. I did a bunch of vlogging, which is video blogging, um, about the journey. And uh, we went viral. And, um, and that, of course, made our publisher interested in releasing a new edition. And in the midst of all of that, um, I began, because of my trip to Slovakia, uh, I found family members who had survived, who had lost uh, daughters or aunts, I'm sorry, daughter, uh, aunts, on the first transport. And because of Rena's promise, they found out 70 years later what had happened to their aunt because Rena knew her and saw her selected to die. And that is Adela Gross. And Adela Gross is... Um, we have, a, we have a wonderful website that we've designed focusing on women in, in Auschwitz. And uh, Adela Gross uh, has her own tab. We call it the Promise Project. And this is dedicated to uh, the, the, the untold stories and trying to collect as many as we can. Uh, the death records are very spotty, but we did a bunch of research this uh, summer and came up with um, a rough estimate of how many um, of the girls died within the first six months, Um, actually had some death dates, which is very hard to find in the research. We have the full list now of 998 uh, women, girls and women. We know how old they were. We know what towns they came from. So for me, it's about really gathering this information, um, putting these young women who disappeared off the face of the earth unless they survived over three years in Auschwitz, uh, writing them back into history. And it's just been, um, I mean, it's been really hard <laughs> to do um, because uh, it, because anytime you find a death date, it just becomes so real. 
Um, the other thing I want to mention is I was just at the 70th anniversary of the, of the commemoration ceremonies at Auschwitz in January, and um, and I got to travel back to the village where uh, Rina and Danka came from and their best friends, Erna and Fela and Dina, who were also uh, in Auschwitz with, with uh, Rina and Danka, and I got to visit Tillage and... Um, and go through Krakow, uh, through the Jewish ghetto. You know, the thing that really struck me, I thought I knew this, I didn't. You know, there are no Jews in Poland. It's, they're gone. And it's just, um, wow. It's not just genocide, it's culture side. And the people I was working with in Poland are working to write Jewish cultural history back into Polish history because it was so vastly eradicated. And um, this is hugely important work. Yeah, it is important work. And I'm I'm so happy. I I met you at the very beginning of this, Heather, when you first started writing the book. And um, it's wonderful to see how this has grown. Tell people how they can find more about, about all of this. So we are at renaspromise.com. That is where our timeline is. We have free curriculum for educators teaching the Holocaust. Um, We have a timeline. We have a map of where the girls came from in Slovakia from the first transport. This is all sort of ongoing building this uh, area. We're, uh, We're on Amazon and the Beacon Press is our publisher, and you can pre-order on Beacon Press. I'm not sure that you can pre-order the new edition uh, yet on Amazon, but it should be up in a couple of days. And visit Facebook, Rena's Promise, where you can chat with Sylvia and Sarah. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have a wonderful community of fans on Facebook, and we try to post really positive things um, about uh, human rights and women's rights. Thank you so much for being on the program. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. All right. Thank stay you. Thank you. All right. Thank you to Sylvia Lanier and Sarah Cohen and Heather Dune McAdam. The book is Rena's Promise, A Story of Sisters in Auschwitz. You've been listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 